swords and handle art to spark souls and charge souls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores some legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's a grand theft of blood scrolls simon's quest the drawing earl rock shoes to earth clue keeps the exit gaming news the police get some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. y'all. This is control issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for control issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give us five stars. Head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay from time to time. And you can also go to Twitter. My control issues is the handle AMC. How you living? I uh, living good. Sky's uh, sky's looking blue today, Dub. Um, so we're, so we're, we're getting there, getting better. Get the air quality's slightly. It's returning to a little bit better than what it was a week blue ago. Blue sky is almost foreign. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy to see the apocalypse come and go. It's like oh. No, we're out of it? Okay. No, no. We're in the eye of the storm, and we're yeah. back in it. And we're in the eye of Sauron. <laughs> yeah, other than that, life's been good. How about yourself, A-Dub? Uh, yeah, just waiting for the sky to clear up so I can get my walks back in. And just working, working out, losing weight, staying busy, reading, finished, uh, yeah. finished Space Chronicles, Neil deGrasse Tyson, excellent read, highly recommend. Moved on to the Art of Lowish uh, sketchbook or whatever. Oh, Art in Progress. There it is. The Sketchbook of Lois Art in Progress. And that's very cool. I'm learning some things. Yeah, that's about it, man. Just trying to stay, just trying to stay disciplined, trying to stay consistent. Hell yeah. Well, outside of that, A-Dub, because we got a whole lot of news, but what have you been playing? I've been putting some mean hours in the wasteland too i'm officially past the point where i left off before and i figured out exactly what happened which was i reached a point where i needed a particular item to fix a robot that would grant me access to this prison by i don't know what means but that's what seems to need to happen but I never figured out what the next step was so i swallowed my pride i looked it up online Figured out where I need to go. Got the like radiation suits to let me run through higher radiation. Made it to this new area. Now I'm just in brand new territory. So basically I'm in this canyon that's between where I was and where I want to go, which is where the part I'm looking for is. But this canyon is controlled by these monks and they have these nuke grenades they worship this giant nuclear missile in a silo as a god. And they, if there's any sign of trouble, like they just blow themselves up. <laughs> and it's like a huge explosion. There's a lot of collateral damage. So 
I think you it know, was I forgot which Fallout game, but there was like a mission surround uh, centered around like a group of people who like worshipped like I thought it was like a a rocket, and then a guy like rides on it as you sh- like fire it off. <laughs> oh, those were the ghouls who were yeah. trying to um, they were trying to get off of Earth and go to another planet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you lost them. And it just blows. <laughs> Oh man, that was yeah. classic. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, that was uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, I was going to say, I was trying to remember if it was New Vegas or not. <laughs> um, yeah, because there were like giant ants outside. It's <laughs> such good times. But, yeah, um, st- just still playing Wasteland 2, working my way through that situation. I have one of the monks escorting me, which is one of the conditions that you need in order to be able to pass safely in the canyon. But I also have this mission where I need to talk to like this secret cell of military personnel that are trying to take over the canyon. And but I have that monk with me. I I unlocked like this secret base that they have in the side of a of a solid rock wall. And they were like, You have a monk with you. And <laughs> just, just knocked him out cold, well, killed him. And I was like, I don't want that to happen. So I just reloaded. I've been save scumming the hell out of that game. Yeah, I did the so. same with uh, Divinity. Exactly. Like it, I want to do as much by myself as possible. But if I have to look up something or if I have to like save scum a, a lockpick or a safe crack or a demolitions like disarm, then I'll do that. But yeah, man. It, it's outstanding. Uh, they called away one of my steady party members. And so I had to go all the way back to the Citadel, get somebody else that I hadn't used who was severely underleveled. And now I got to continue on that way. So that's an interesting twist. But I got I got everybody with the best weapons and armor that they can have at this point, And I'm finding new stuff, which is always an outstanding point of interest when it comes to games like this. Is I love seeing the evolution of weapons. I got an M16 on my main person. And she's just making up for the loss of the other person with each shot. It's great. Oh, yeah. AMC, what have you been playing? Um, yeah, so I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, putting in that work. Um, yeah, I put in <laughs> there's like a day of work where Emily had nothing to do for a solid like six hours. And so I just played Ghost of Tsushima like for those six hours straight. And I like pretty much covered like everything that there was to do at the bottom half of the second act of the map. Um and so I was kind of like, fuck, like, that was like just six hours. And I only did like this bottom half of the, of this map and there's still the top half and then a whole nother act to do. And so I kind of just like hit a point where I was like, you know what, like I'm a, I'm gonna start pushing these like side mission, like just focus on side quests, main quests. And then like, obviously like the mythical stuff and start to like skip over some of like the uh fox shrines especially because I, I hit a point now where i'm not even getting charms at the fox shrines it's now just making my charms stronger mm-hmm. so it's like uh you know like i don't think i have to do all these right now <laughs> like it's like it's i'm hitting that saturation point of repetition which is every game has repetition it's just a matter of like 
do you enjoy it? And for me, it's like, I'm enjoying the missions. I'm enjoying the side quests, yada, yada. But you know what? I don't need to do like every shrine or every, yeah, like every fox thing. And so, yeah, I was just like, I'm going to start pushing through in that way. And I might come back to it, but yeah, I've just hit that point. But yeah, enjoying it. Got the Gosaku, was it? The, the Gosaku armor, armor. Yeah, yeah that's the shit. So, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I got that. Got the um, the black ink dude. So now I got the the Gosaku and the black ink. <laughs> so there it's you got, go. It's got the it's got the black with the gold trim. Um, it's looking like a goblin out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, just got some other stuff, but uh, yeah, the game is a shit and. Not much more I can say about it other than uh, I'm ready to beat it at this point. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into it because there's so much to discuss. It's We had teased it last week. We say by the time we come back, we will have PlayStation 5 news. And so getting into the topic of the week. Top topic of the week. A-dub, hey, what you got? Well... I got a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, first and foremost, we finally got ourselves some price points for the PlayStation 5, the standard and the digital. Uh, Standard coming in at $4.99, the digital coming in at $3.99. Pretty much what everybody expected. That's a sign of relief. There's no no $4.50, but there's no $5.49 either, so... Yeah. It's well, like if, if you get what you expect. Yeah, if you get what you expect, that means you're not excited. If you get something worse, then you're angry. And yeah. so, yeah, that's where kind of the temperature is right now. Is uh, we got what we expected, so severe. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy though because I'm as I as I've mentioned, I haven't purchased a physical copy of a game since early, early in the PS4 generation, and so. It's at that three ninety nine price point. It's definitely sitting as the uh, the favored for me as far as what I'm, I'll probably be picking up. So yeah, that's I think Damn. it's awesome. Yeah. So you have no attachment to your to your PS four games. You're just gonna leave them in the dust. Well, most of them I bought digitally. So the ones I'd be leaving behind would be Bloodborne, Damn, Metal Gear Five, uh, Witcher Three, um, pretty much everything I bought like. Fallout Four. <laughs> I think those are those are all the last games I bought on the PS4, and then everything or I bought physically on the PS4, and everything after that. So Persona Five, Overwatch, um, <laughs> Catherine, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doom Eternal, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Spider Man. All those games I bought uh, digitally. So those are the ones. Those are the only ones I really care about. And so as long as I'll be able to download them on my PlayStation Five, I'm good to go. Yeah, you'll be able to get yours November 12th Yeah, in select regions, U.S., Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. Then in the rest of the world, the following week on November 19th, uh, this showcase took place on September 16th. That was on Wednesday. And Sony said pre-orders will be up on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> So people went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then they woke up and those pre-orders are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Sony had an idea of when they wanted pre-orders to go up. They were supposed to be the f- the following day or like Friday or something like that and retailers just immediately put up 
all of their pre-orders. The likes of Walmart, Amazon, everybody, they basically broke street date on pre-orders. Yeah. This caused a lot of turmoil because people were upset. Oh, Sony said one thing. <laughs> everybody doing other thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, then like on top of that, so there's the whole thing with, uh, as we had mentioned episodes back where Sony uh, said to current PlayStation, was it PlayStation Plus uh, members, you can get um, access to pre-orders, give us your information, like basically sign up and we'll let you know um, wh- if you have that option to uh, apply for a pre-order. And I got one of those emails. <laughs> exactly. But they didn't come right away. So then those people were like, wait, so what's up? Like, I thought I was supposed to get an email for these pre-orders. And then like, so should I go out and just buy one right now? How do I know if I'm going to get like, if I'm part of the program? Yeah. And then so those people eventually ended up getting those emails. So then that segment was upset and then was satisfied shortly yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, because I got to tell you, man, that pre-order process reminds me a lot of how you get badges for Comic-Con. Like you, you wait until the specified time. You click the link. You're in a lobby. It has a timer telling you. Like this one has a timer. I don't think Comic-Con had a timer. It just picks you at random. But the PlayStation one, it was like, all right, you you're going to be waiting for an hour. Waited my hour, took me right into a room, picked what I wanted, put in my info, done. The only thing that was a little unsettling was I didn't get a confirmation until like the end of the day. So I'm sitting in the whole day like, did I do this? I went on and <laughs> tried to tried to pre-order another one, I guess. And it was like, no, we can't do that. So I'm like, can you do that because you can't do that? Or can you do that because I've already done that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but eventually I just settled on, all right, they probably, it'll probably just come later. I Obviously, if I can't put in another one, since it was a limit of one console per PSN ID, that they must have got it. And sure enough, got my confirmation. <laughs> yeah, um, the beauty of this, so we're recording this on a Sunday. You'll get it on a Monday. Um, so it's, we're a couple of days removed. and. When it was initially announced up until the day after, there was, as we mentioned, there was all this confusion. But the beauty is now we're a couple of days removed. So Sony is, has addressed a lot of like what's going on. And one of the things is they actually did apologize for the whole pre-order fiasco. And then they said that there will be more pre-orders coming. So don't worry if you missed out on that first run. So yeah. like Sony's still looking out for those people that feel like they uh, somehow were misled with that information. Yeah, and there were quite a few, but yeah. you know, Sony's trying to get it right. They're running a business. You can't run a reputable business without doing right by your customers. They're not going to leave you guys out in the cold. And it's it's in their best interest to get these consoles in your hands, so they're going to try to make sure to do that. Exactly. <laughs> Mercy. Anyway, so we got the prices, we got the release dates. What else is going on? Sony also announced that they're going to have the PlayStation Plus collection. It's kind of their their answer, their version to Game Pass, I suppose. So the PlayStation Plus collection is a PS5 upgrade to Sony's PlayStation Plus subscription service. And it's bringing with it several big games to the service at no additional cost. Uh, the list goes as follows. God of War, Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy 15, Fallout 4, Mortal Kombat 10, Uncharted 4, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, Until Dawn, Detroit Become Human, Battlefield 1, Infamous Second Son, Batman Arkham Knight, 
The Last Guardian, The Last of Us, personified Resident Evil 7. Damn. Yeah, that, uh, that list was... That is, so this was easily one of the highlights from the conference for me personally. Like, it's not even something I'll probably even take advantage of, but just as far as like that is a cool service. If anything, it reminded me more. I know a lot of people are comparing it to Game Pass, especially as far as the relevance of the games. Mm-hmm. But um, I look at it as more like what Nintendo Online is doing when they announce the uh, was it the NES and then the Super NES games. Only in that because Game Pass, you're technically paying for that service and you get those games whereas this is just a part of the online service is you get these games so nintendo online you pay your 20 bucks and this just happens to be a thing that comes along with it and so like with playstation they're like if you're a ps plus member and you have a ps5 guess what you also get these games so there's there's no added fee on top of the online subscription which is awesome and yeah, as you mentioned, that lineup of games are is absolutely ridiculous. Like, I know people have like commented like, "Oh, but what about like Spider Man or what was it Horizon?" I'm not sure if that was on the list. But yeah, what what about them? If you look at the rest of those games, <laughs> they're not on the list. Yeah, Deal with but, it. yeah, but if you look at the rest of those games at a at at paying nothing other than for the online subscription, which you're probably going to pay for regardless, that is a, a lineup of heavy hitters, and also. A great way to keep people engaged with the Sony franchises who maybe didn't or are maybe um, transferring over for the first time. Maybe they're just old enough to now get a PlayStation to have that interest. And so this is an easy way to get caught up on a lot of what's been going on as far as The Last of Us, where it all began, God of War, where like where that be like where that transitioned into, and then Days Gone, which is a completely new franchise. So yeah, it's and then PS5. As I've mentioned, not for PS5, Persona 5, um, one of my favorite games, easily top five of this generation, just sitting on there. So, like, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And one of the best games of the generation, Bloodborne, on that list. All the people who didn't want to buy it because it's too hard can now try it out for free and see if they can rise to the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. You have no excuse now for not for not tr- at least trying the game before writing it off. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Because you don't have to look at it as like you wasted your money on this. This, yeah, like you can just just hop on it free of charge and see just see how you do. See how you do. Yeah, yeah I can I can finally play Final Fantasy fifteen if I want to. Yeah. <laughs> if I am serious. I could. Like, I could play Persona five if I wanted to. I would say I would say play for Soda Five. Final Fantasy Fifteen is that's one of those games like I enjoyed in the moment, and then when it was over, I was like, "What the hell? What the hell was that?" <laughs> All right, so maybe it's not one of those games I'm going to try at some point. Yeah, no, it's like I I told you like I enjoyed it, but then like right when that game was over, I was like, "I don't know what happened. I don't care what happened. I'm just glad it's done now." <laughs> And for everybody who decided they hated The Last of Us 2, you got a free copy of The Last of Us. So exactly. Swimming your memories all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot going on here. I think this is probably like just subtly one of like the biggest announcements as far as like um cuz what was it like when they first announced the PS5, they talked about what was it uh, GTA Online would be free with the for PlayStation 5 owners. Exactly. And that was that was like a big deal and then you just completely just added more value to the console by just giving you pretty much the best games that were released exclusively on the PlayStation. And speaking of PlayStation games, we also have a list of the launch day 
PS5 games coming from Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios. Short list, it goes a little something like this. Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls, Destruction All-Stars, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, the regular and the ultimate edition, as well as Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Yeah, so let's get into a couple of these ones because there's, uh, there's a little bit of discussion with them. It's, um, first of all, awesome lineup as far as Miles Morales. Uh, Sackboy looked great in the, uh, the footage that we saw, I believe it was like in the whatever Sony event. And um, yeah, uh, so a couple of the things. So one, um, a few of those games were $70. And so there's been this whole discussion about uh, next gen and the price of games and where they would fall. Um, but it's, it's not a, a guarantee. Obviously um, if you look at these games with the miles Morales, it's I think 50 bucks, but then the ultimate edition, which comes with Spider-Man remastered, that version is 70 bucks. Um, oh, that Miles Morales comes with some stuff. It comes with the whole Spider-Man PS4 game with PS5 enhancements. It has all of the DLC. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a, it has all the deal, like everything. You're getting a new game and an old game. Same package, and the old game is improved. That's awesome. Yeah. And then what there's... So Demon Souls, that's going to be 70 bucks. Um, that deserves to be 70 bucks, especially for all the people who didn't buy it when it first came out, back when it had to be ported, and then finally got localized. Now, I think it only sold like a couple million or a few million copies. So yeah, pay up, suckers. You guys want to get in on the ground floor, pay what you owe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. It's like some games are going to be 70 bucks. And if anything, what I like about this is that we might see... I know like when Microsoft had their event and like some of the games, they're like, oh, like this doesn't look like it's blah, 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 like a big game and yada, yada. I think we're going to see actually more of that this generation because I, I don't think Sony wants all their first-party titles to be $70. Uh, at some point. Um, and so you're going to see games with different lengths, which I personally prefer. Like, as I'd mentioned, I believe when we were talking yesterday about Ghost of Tsushima, I was just like, this is a long fucking game. Yep. And <laughs> so, yeah, like I wouldn't mind seeing more $50 or $40 games that are maybe shorter adventures as opposed to like a full-fledged 70, $70 game that is full of side quests and all this other shit. And so, yeah, like um, I, I like that there's going to be that it's not a guarantee that certain games are going to be $70, but it's a possibility. And so you will see that ideally as games show their differences in value, it'll actually make sense to the consumer. And if anything, it can kind of inform the consumer into what type of experience that they're walking into. Okay. I got a little conspiracy theory theater right now. Yes, sir. What if the goal wasn't $70 games? What if the goal is $50 games? Like they they spent all these generations getting us so conditioned on like big open world games, tons of content, all this, just beat them over the head with content. And now they'll just be begging for smaller games that we can make and then drop the price 10 bucks to make it seem like we're giving them a deal. <laughs> <laughs> when really we're giving them smaller games and it's a bigger profit margin at that price point um i mean hopefully that is the case i don't know i mean <laughs> that would be I, hilarious i'm just saying yeah conspiracy I, theory theater yeah, <laughs> the curtain I, is closed like i don't think it's um 
I think eventually if that were the case, people would pick up on it. But I, I have no problem if they're just like kind of playing around with the prices and game lengths and what they'll contain. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's one of those things that if anything, like just ear to the floor, just listening what people had to say. Um, a lot of people were like, yeah, a long time coming. Prices were going to have to go up eventually. It's not every game. So not that big of a deal. Um, exactly. But yeah, we're just seeing it more because there's a whole thing where like 2K, they said, uh, Take Two said 2K, NBA 2K was going to be $70 on the PS5. Ubisoft said, as of right now, our games are $60. Yada, yada, yada. And then so there's a whole speculation with which direction the industry is going. And if anything, like everything in life, it's not black or white. It's this gray area where you're kind of right some games are going to be $70, but it's not a guarantee that every game will be $70. And so there's really no point in even getting preemptively upset about anything because nothing is set in stone. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we also got reveals of other games that will have PS5 versions or be on PS5. We got Devil May Cry Special Edition R5. <laughs> yeah. We got Final Fantasy 16. That was a big one. AMC, how did you feel about the reveal of Final Fantasy 16 as a PlayStation 5 exclusive? Yeah, that was a huge deal. Um, one, just Final Fantasy 16 uh, just being confirmed. And then the fact that it's a PlayStation exclusive. We saw with Final Fantasy Remake, that being at least, I think, a, a timed exclusive, um, that Sony had this relationship with Square Enix. and it's just now confirmed that like Final Fantasy is once again a PlayStation franchise, at least as of right now, it seems. And so uh, with this, that's a huge pickup for them. Um, we got to see a little bit of gameplay, saw a lot of story in the trailer. Uh, here's where I'm at. Like, I don't want to... I think uh, this is a great thing. The people who love Final Fantasy get super excited, get hyped, yada, yada. For me personally, um, as I mentioned with Final Fantasy fifteen. There was something about it where I was kind of just like, by the time I was done with it, I was done with it. And when uh, I heard the announcement of this game, I was like, oh, I'm kind of pumped because I'm hoping that this is going to be a lot like uh, Final Fantasy Remake. Like they're going to basically build off of that foundation and use that to make the next Final Fantasy game. Uh, for me personally, unfortunately, it looks like this one is building more off of the Final Fantasy 15 Um uh, foundation and that being that i saw a lot of um the player like kind of doing like a forward dash and then striking in while in the air with his sword which is a, a thing that you see common with uh, final fantasy 15 and with uh, kingdom hearts and which are very similar games as far as how they play and so this gave me a lot of those vibes um but regardless whatever final fantasy 16 coming to playstation awesome i know the people that love final fantasy are super hyped about this and it's definitely how you open up your conference is with a fucking announcement that nobody was expecting and that being yeah. fantasy 16. So that was a very awesome point in the presentation. Yeah, man. As soon as they, as soon as I, as soon as you sent me the text, uh, first of all, I was sitting outside in the patio area waiting for wings to go. And I get the thing and I'm just out loud. Like what? No way. This is huge. <laughs> so yeah, that news was a big deal, at least for me. It, I immediately got vibes of when the PlayStation announced that Final Fantasy VII was an exclusive. Like, it felt 
that big to me. So, yeah, and then I'm looking at the game. Honestly, I like the overall vibe of going back to the medieval kind of steampunkish style, the focus on the crystals. It looked like a proper Final Fantasy to me. I also just like the realistic, grounded tone of it all. But then there was the combat. Now, it looks like you're just playing as one character. You don't have a party. And the combat, it's an action RPG. You're like zipping and dashing all over the place, swinging on enemies with reckless abandon. I mean, overall, the spectacle and the animations are indeed very cool. It's just moving so fast. And like it, the, the illusion of the realism painted by everything else is shattered by the combat for me. So how did you feel about that, AMC? Yeah, it's um, kind of like just how I mentioned. Like, it gave me vibes of Final Fantasy 15. And, yeah, as as we've joked around with the uh, the Devil May Cries, it looked very much like a character action, <laughs> like, like style of, like, combo. Like, I'm going to jump in the air and do, like, a 10-hit combo and a yeah. dash and then come back. Like, it gave me those. And so, yeah, I as I said, for me personally, and I didn't want to bring it down, but... I was definitely like, ah, uh, like it looks like that. Whereas, I don't know, just seeing how dynamic Final Fantasy VII Remake is as far as like be, having active an active battle while also being able to switch to turn-based style of combat and then like using like, um, what is it like being able to switch between characters and have one that's like a ranged character and then switch to Cloud who's like an, uh, who's an infighter and things like that. Like it just... Final Fantasy VII Remake seems so dynamic mm-hmm. that, like, looking at this game, uh, it just seemed like, oh, uh, like, this is the Final Fantasy that, like, I, I'm not necessarily uh, a huge fan of. Like, I, everything that they showed me with the remake is the direction I was hoping that they were going. Mm-hmm. And, may, and the, if anything, because one of the things I wrote to you when we were just texting about it was, like, Final Fantasy XV was one of those games that was, uh, just being developed forever and so when they first announced this i was like oh man like i don't know when this game is going to come out especially if they're working on the other final fantasy 7 games still but then knowing that it's with this style it gives me like more belief that oh this is just being developed by a different studio and so these are two totally different games in essence so if anything it gives me hope that the game actually does arrive on time and doesn't get like pushback because i remember with 15 they did the whole I believe it was Tim Giddies and Greg Miller. They had a whole event w- announcing the release finally of Final Fantasy 15, and they didn't even hit that mark. <laughs> so I was like, with this one being announced, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I don't know when this is actually going to come out. But now that I know that it has that foundation and it's pulling from that game, I could actually see it coming out sooner than later. I hope so, man. I, there also may be something to that Devil May Cry comparison that you brought up earlier. <laughs> Because they hired Ryota Suzuki. from He's a former Capcom developer. And he recently joined Square Enix to work on a AAA action title. He's best known for his design work on Devil May Cry 5, as well as Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> That's the best two games of all time? <laughs> In some people's opinion, yes. So that could be a very strong reason why we're immediately getting Devil May Cry vibes. Personally, that kind of that kind of pushes me away a bit. Yeah. Although it's a full like mainline Final Fantasy, I'm going to give it some some time and some observation in order to determine, you know, if despite 
the things that it's doing I don't like. If it's still a good game, I want to give it a chance. I love Final Fantasy. So whenever I can let it back in my heart, I will. And it seemed like they showed a lot of the uh, the summons, which seems like they're going to be playing a big part in this game. So I mean, was it like Shiva? It seemed like she was in the trailer more than the main character. Exactly. <laughs> so like, hopefully that they means... have your boy Ifrit running around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I even think I might have saw like a was it Bahamut in there? I thought it was Bahamut. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, was I mean, like, oh, shit. yeah. So it seems like they're going to be uh, they're going to play a big role in the story, which is always great. <laughs> It's a proper Final Fantasy. I'm here for it, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, they also announced Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I don't know what that's about, but people seem to enjoy <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. It's one of those games I've heard about, but I've never actually seen or know anything about. I just know it's kind of like a horror game. And that's about it. It might be a girlfriend game. Yeah. Uh, that's because I've seen like screenshots of the characters. It, it looks like it would fit that aesthetic. <laughs> Um, another big game that was also announced. Let me scroll to it. Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. That legacy. That legacy. Uh, the rumored Harry Potter RPG that everybody was buzzing about. It's finally been announced. Looks like you'll be able to travel back in time to the 1800s, visit well-known locations within the Harry Potter universe, and this is slated to hit next gen 2021. Uh, only comment I can say about this is one, every, um, I agree with most people I've heard game does look pretty good. I've never really been into the Harry Potter universe, but I know people who are into it love this shit. Uh, there's a lot like going on with this game, just going into this game. Uh, it's kind of funny that has nothing to do with this game. Uh, one being the whole thing with WB, there was like this long period of time where WB was up for sale and people yeah. were like, Oh, is this, is this done? And then fresh off of that, now we have a Harry Potter game. We got Gotham Knights, we got suicide squad. So it's like, they were from wanting to be sold to like, you know what? We got all these games and like trailers and shit to go and gameplay to go along with it. So it seemed like even if they were like thinking about being bought, they were still rocking and rolling from a development standpoint. <laughs> now I have another conspiracy theory theater scene for oh, you here. Yes, <laughs> give, give it to me, A-Dub. I'm enjoying these. So my belief is that whoever was trying to sell off WB, they didn't know what the true value of that division was, so they put it up for sale, quotations, in order to see what they could get for it. And then once they determined the value of the studio, then they were like, ah, just kidding. We're not selling it. Yeah. <laughs> in the scene <laughs> yeah and that's definitely something like, people do that with work all the time like they pretend they're gonna leave just to like see what they would get offered and then come back to their own place and be like you know i'm actually worth this much and y'all paying me this yeah <laughs> so you're gonna have to oh man that's that's a way of life that's a way of life in my job <laughs> <laughs> i haven't done it myself but i've i know of people who just, that's how they get what they want so hey do your thing i don't have the nuts for that and then uh this one we don't like i don't have to get into because i i don't really even i wouldn't even be able to comment on this uh but the whole thing with uh jk rowling and her her uh trans views and people saying you can't support this game i believe i i even saw a headline from wb um basically saying that she had nothing to do with the story of this game yada yada because there is this thing that like she has her hands in all of her um anything that's developed from her properties she has a hand in and so there's a media Which you would expect from a creator you'd actually want that yeah exactly but because she has uh 
transphobic views, uh, as some would say. Um, there was a huge backlash <laughs> right after the the showing of this game from people being like, game looks great, but you can't support it, or like, I can't get down with it. And uh, WB basically right away was like, oh yeah, she had nothing to do with the story, even though it's like taken from her product property, which is an amazing property. Uh, she had nothing to actually do with this game. And so we'll see if that uh, ultimately makes a difference or not for the people who want to support this game or not. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's it's one of those like it's one of those shows where there's the announcements and then there's the chatter around the announcements. Everything got a controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Everything got controversy. Uh, Hogwarts looks pretty good. I'm very interested to see what it shapes up into being. I didn't watch the trailer. I only caught little snippets of the show so i hope it's a full-fledged harry potter experience maybe go to class learn how to make spells build your spells play some quidditch go out there get in voldemort's ass and then come back to school like whatever you gotta do can you imagine like flying a broom (laughs) around the world map oh yeah i know that'd be insane Chasing the snitch. <laughs> and then what if and then what if uh, Quidditch becomes an online esport or an esport? Yeah. Oh I know, yeah. And then people are like boycotting it. <laughs> like what if what if Quidditch spins off into its own franchise? Yeah, like from this game, like they somehow like uh they just take like the multiplayer beta of this game and then just make an esport out of it. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be shit. I'd show up for the Quidditch finals, nah. <laughs> sitting there watching. I watched that stream, but that's just me. Let me see what else we got. This Hogwarts Legacy, and we got a new God of War announced. It says how they ended the presentation. What, yes. What's up with that, they dub? With just the logo Ragnarok, it is upon us. <laughs> what they, uh, a 2021 release date. Super interesting. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people are already uh, speculating that that game is there's no way it comes out in 2021. I mean, who knows? I it's like because the speculation here is because one we got God of War, but then two, um, you know, they didn't show any gameplay. But it's one of those things. I also, just showed like, a, a Gaelic or a Celtic logo or what a Viking logo. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, that could totally be the case that it gets delayed. Also. They could just have another event and they need something to show off and that happens to be, uh, I was going to say Thor Ragnarok, but <laughs> God of War footage and then you see gameplay and you're like, all right, so maybe this game is further along than I thought. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll see. They're pretty good at just hitting us with a teaser and then giving us the greatest gameplay ever witnessed by human hands. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, how do you, how, where are you at excitement level for another God of War game? I'm not terribly excited about it because the the 2018 one rocked my socks off enough to where I don't feel like I need I don't need more of that. It was that good, but I'll take it. You know, I'll more than likely day one it. <laughs> so depending on what console it's on, but we'll see. Yeah, um, I'm pretty awesome. much. I, that's yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm like. For me, yeah, it's like awesome. Another God of War. It's like I I kind of sit at, sit in a place where. It's like I'm almost like this. The window for me, the sweet spot is about five years in between like games, uh, where like it's like, all right, I've kind of 
had enough time where I've kind of forgotten that game and the excitement is now back to jump into that world. And so, yeah, 2021 is a little soon for me, but I mean, all I have to do is see some gameplay and I could be, have my mind changed, see, see Thor show up. <laughs> I'm just so tired of Kratos. <laughs> like for real, man, I hope, I hope they naughty dog it and just like kill him off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Just kill him off, give it to somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> piss off all the fans. Yeah, exactly. How dare you take my Kratos? Yeah, I want my Kratos. Hey, make make black Kratos. <laughs> the Mantis. <laughs> give us give us teal from <laughs> from Stargate. <laughs> I'm just going to go through all of his roles. Yeah. <laughs> all of his voice. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, man. They showed us some new games. They gave us a date. They gave us prices. What else was announced at the show? I mean, we got Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. We saw some, some gameplay from the campaign. It looks amazing. It looks Call of Duty. Don't know what else to say about it. AMC, anything to add about Call of Duty? Uh, yeah, I mean... It's Call of Duty. I, there was at one point he looked to stab a guy in the head and then shoot him in the face <laughs> for for good measure. <laughs> like, uh, and I was like, all right. Like, uh, it was Call of Duty. Action sequence is pretty cool. Um, I got nothing to say, like good or bad, about that game. People who like Black Ops um, are probably excited about this one. Something big that they showed us that we've already seen, but now we see more of it. Demon Souls extended gameplay. Yes, sir. I was about to ask uh, about that. Uh, uh, what did you think? Uh, <laughs> it it looks infinitely better, while at the same time producing an even more like lonely and foreboding feeling that you got from the first time you played Demon Souls, just wandering through this decrepit castle structure all by yourself, facing these undead enemies like hell bent on cutting you down. Knowing that you're vulnerable, you got to be on top of your game. That was and that was the first time, man. It just brings back so many memories. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I was just like I, I already mentioned in a previous episode. Like um, I'm kind of good. I beat Demon Souls, and it was so difficult at the time to beat that. Like I was like good with that game, but like seeing it, it does look fucking beautiful, and just it's awesome because you just forget about like that that was a thing in the Souls franchise. Like, like uh, right when he walks up to that first enemy, one, I'm so used to games how they are now that when the guy's charging at him with his shield, I'm thinking Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm like, wait, he just, like, stroke him? He, like, he, he just hit him and he just died? He didn't block his attack? Like, I didn't have to, like, break his guard? <laughs> so, like, I, I first had that thought, like, where I was like, holy shit, like, he just attacked. And then, two, then, because I'm so used to Bloodborne, like him just standing there with his shield and blocking attacks. I was like, wait, he's not, he's not dashing. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it's just, it shows like their range, which is like a testament to from software is how much they've evolved as uh, a developer and how they've made different styles of games. People like to pigeonhole them as all one thing, which is just Mm -hmm. hard games. But you look at them, look at their games, they might have that, um, that commonality of, 
difficulty, but gameplay-wise, very different games. And so you forget about the range that they have to for these style of games. And if anything, it gives me a lot more excitement for Elden Ring because it just shows that they can really pull, they can they can change it up. They could pull from the well, draw from the well, have like um like go back to sword and shield and while also having a game that um specializes in uh movement like they could go so many routes and so yeah like uh if anything it was just seeing this game and not thinking that it's dated but more like oh yeah like games can also be played this way (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm extremely excited to jump back into that world with that beautiful fidelity those that those next level assets, all that foliage and overgrowth, the just how everything looks like it has existed and was traversed, and there was life in there at one point until there no longer was. Another thing that I also um, was thinking about that, like I I loved about the Demon Souls franchise is, uh, at least I think I remember, is that you kind of even had classes where you could be like a mage or like a ranged dude. And so you had a ton of different options with how you build your character. Whereas I know with like some of their games, it's a little more, um, I guess, confined or whatever to like uh, the certain styles of play. Like you can get different weapons, obviously in Bloodborne, these on those lines. But um, yeah, I remember Demon Souls, like you could really customize your character to play a certain way. And so that's one of the things that like, I was like, oh shit, I forgot like that that was an awesome luxury of that game or op- like availability option. Absolutely, man. It's, I don't want people to get the wrong idea either. If you watch that gameplay trailer, you'll see that the dude was just cutting enemies down one swipe, <laughs> just one, two swipes. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking to myself, they really, <laughs> they, they got a decent level character there to show off the gameplay. I think they might've gone with the wrong kind of presentation on that one. Yeah. Cause he was just handling business. I was like, I was like, even Damn, with the man. glowing eyes enemy, it was like two or three hits. Yeah. It, like it, a, it. an execution. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, exactly. Because if you saw a glow nice dude in the other game, especially if they were, like, red or something, you knew you were about to get your ass whooped. <laughs> I wanted to see a red glow nice dude in that, but the blue one was fine. Oh, man, it looks so good. Yeah, because you were, like... all the attacks. Yeah, because you'd fight some of those glow nice dudes, and even if you had a heavy shield, you're taking damage when you're blocking some of those attacks. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Where, where he was just walking up block, slice, dud. Block, slice, done. Slice, done. And then then walk back into his position. Yeah. (laughs) You died. Oh, man. Yeah. Demon's Souls looks outstanding. Uh, AMC, you got any other PS5 showcase details that I might have missed? A a couple things. One, what did you think of the uh, Miles Morales gameplay that we saw? It was unbelievable, dude. It was... Like, yeah, it looked just like the PS4 game, but it was there was just a lot more action going on. There was more destructibility. Yeah, it seems like uh, a lot more, uh, like, his suit's definitely more powered up in a way. And so you see that play out in, like, the combat, which is kind of awesome. Well, he has the, the Venom Strike, <laughs> and I guess they're taking that to a whole next level because I was talking to E. Single about it. That's my brother, Elijah. So... I was talking to him about it, and it's like, maybe because Miles is still a new superhero, perhaps he's still getting used to his powers. He hasn't really had 
the same revelation as Peter that you got to pull your punches, be more precise, don't kill people, like that kind of stuff. So maybe he's just really feeling himself. Because if you'll notice, all the damage that happens to the bridge is as a result of his combat. Okay, yeah. Makes sense. Like, yeah, he's like a little more, he hasn't, he's not refined as far as like the way you use your powers to be more precise. Yeah. yeah interesting and so yeah he is like kind of like overcharging like a lot of his attacks <laughs> it looks fantastic because he is just handling business like nobody's business <laughs> yeah yeah he, there's like there's like things like hitting dudes in the air coming down slamming huge blasts dudes are flying like it's like out of control <laughs> electrified <laughs> yeah and then obviously like some of the um the scene moments like the the set pieces like where he's pulling the the two sides of the bridge back together, like a la the uh, was a Spider Man in the subway, yeah, um, the subway trying to stop the train, <laughs> yeah, like all those moments. So yeah, it it seems to have everything there. Like I was definitely excited about that. Uh, reason why I bring that up too is going back. There was the big controversy. This having nothing to do with the presentation, but having everything to do with the presentation, and that being um, this whole thing with CrossGen. So you want to get into that? So it's been revealed by Sony that Horizon Zero Dawn, well, not Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West <laughs> and Spider-Man Miles Morales will not only be on PS5, but they will also be on PlayStation 4. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> just let that one yeah, just the, simmer in your skin real quick. Yeah, if your heart didn't drop when you found that out before, now your heart can drop. Um, I mean, okay, so I'll let you lead off on this one. Um thoughts everything set it up what do you with, with what sony said before and then this information yeah, uh, so, set it all up so as you guys know we saw the first playstation 5 showcase back in june where they let off with spider-man miles morales they showed ratchet and clank gran turismo project athia things like this as well as horizon forbidden west to I think that was to finish the show off. might not have been, but I think it was. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, but they showed all these games. A big thing about all the footage that they showed is that they said it was all captured on a PS5. Uh, certain games like Godfall or like Ratchet & Clank, you know, they had a PS5 logo or somebody from the relevant studio was remarking of how this game is designed from the ground up for PS5. Fast forward, Sony does an interview where they say the infamous quote that we believe in generations, we have no interest of putting PlayStation 5 games on PS4. Fast forward to the September showcase, and we get this news of these games being on PS4, so people are calling Sony hypocrites, <laughs> saying that, uh, oh, I guess they don't believe in generations and all this and that because people were expecting all the games from the June showcase to be PlayStation 5 exclusives, which is what the media ran with, which is what consumers ran with. Everybody was on that. If you go back to the show, you'll see that the games that weren't confirmed to be PS5 exclusives say captured. They don't say PS4. They don't say PS5. But anyway, so here we are. People think Sony, Sony's lying, misleading. <laughs> It's it's a lot of stuff. People trying to see if there's like legal grounds for this information. There's not. Yeah, it's always it's always when people are upset. The next thing is 
how can we how can we get them on this? Okay, so now now how can I, we stick it to them? Yeah, so now I can go on my rant and that you've set all that up. Um yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting because so I was always one of those people that I never felt like it was that big of a deal if a game's cross gen or whatever, especially the first couple of years. Um you're not you're not gonna it's, you're not going to get the games that are taking full advantage of the hardware in those first couple of years. And not so it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, with the Spider-Man thing, so when they first initially announced it, uh, people there's this whole thing like, so wait, what's the deal? And this is where I already started to measure my expectations as far as it being like a PlayStation 5 exclusive um, or at least like what the game was going to offer as far as like a completely new Spider-Man experience or is this going to be kind of a bigger version of the previous Spider-Man game? And um, I believe it was Insomniac. They said that this game is bigger than DLC because there is that, I believe it was a guy who wasn't a developer at Insomniac who said like, oh yeah, this is basically like, big deal this is like a big dlc and insomniac was like no 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 this is this is a, a game this is not dlc this is a full-fledged spider-man game it's not spider-man 2 it's definitely an in-between game but it's a full game that's going to have new gameplay and things along those lines but it's not going to be that big of a leap as far as being uh being considered the next installment in the spider-man franchise as far as spider-man 2 and so we knew that at that point it was going to be building off of the original spider-man game um and then so once it comes out that this game is actually going to be cross-gen it's like yeah it makes sense um also i've seen this is not um my point but it makes total sense is they also look at it uh sales wise spider-man i believe is it the biggest um, as far as like PlayStation Four? It like sold the most uh, for as far as the first party game. I think it might still be out in front. Yeah, and so but, you, you know, The Last of Us Two may have caught up by now. Ghost of Tsushima's probably on its way. Yeah, I don't know, but um, so you look at it, and Spider-Man being one of its biggest sellers, why not make it available on both consoles? <laughs> like, um, and basically like yeah. lose, the, lose those sales for the people who aren't going to immediately hop on the PlayStation five. So it makes sense because it is a game that is for a wider range uh, audience. You see a game like demon souls that is for a very specific group of gamers. And so you charge yeah. 70 bucks for that game. You make it a PlayStation five exclusive. You do all that stuff because those people you will get go it out, out on day one. <laughs> Yeah, those people will go out of their way to get that game on the PS5 and pay the extra money. Spider-Man, on the other hand, it's a game that's for a wider range audience, younger people and older people, yada, yada. So that's, that's going to be your moneymaker. So why not make that available on both consoles? So it makes sense to me. Also, there's this whole thing with like, well, cross-gen. I know like when... Uh, like AW brought up the story with the Series S thing and people being like, oh, like, well, like if it's not... Uh, as strong as the Series X, that means it's going to hold back all the games. And it's like, two things can be true. It can, one, maybe limit, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that the games will be bad. And that's like where I bring up, as an example, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, developed on the Wii U, Breath of the Wild is probably going to be the best Switch game ever made. <laughs> and so... Uh, does it matter that it was a cross-gen game? Not really, because all that people remember was did it did Breath of the Wild it won that uh Game Facts like was it Yeah, that tournament yeah. game of the generation. Cross-gen game. So does it really matter that Spider-Man and Miles Morales is a cross-gen game? Not really, but people are gonna make a big deal about it regardless because they set these crazy expectations that this game was gonna be next gen, thus it was gonna 
take this this much advantage of the hardware and have all these new gameplay mechanics that they never promised to you anyways you just put that as in your expectation exactly and so doesn't really matter the game as long as the game is great the game is going to be great i mean it's not like it's coming out in 2024 2025 <laughs> and it's cross-gen like yeah that would be holding the game back this is a launch, to, <laughs> launch <Yeah>. game <laughs> when have launch games ever been exemplary of the the peak of the generation other than the time in which they take place like you're not looking back on the first two years of the ps3 for I mean, the PS4 for Game of the Year and, well, Game of the Gen. Game of the Gen. Unless people are, (laughs) except for, like, the Bloodborne guys. Yeah. I mean, like, what, like, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, I believe, is going to be a cross-gen game. Does that lower anybody's expectations for that game? No. They're they're still expecting a great CD Projekt Red game. Yeah. So because the information, maybe it was confusing or whatever, Mm -hmm. but once you move past that point, it doesn't really matter. And that's like where it brings you back to the whole discussion of the pre-orders thing. People made a big deal about these whole thing with the pre-orders, but ultimately I don't think people are so upset about these pre this pre-order issue that they're now just going to sit out this entire generation for PlayStation five. <laughs> when they get their hands on it, they'll completely forget about this whole pre-order fiasco. So this uh, one is- I don't know, man, there are some people who, who got some strong, Strong opinions about it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a few people who who got some choice words. <laughs> let's, let's hear. Let's hear. Yeah. So we got troll of the week. Troll of the week. These people are coming sideways at PlayStation Five for their misleading messaging. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first troll says, "So no point of buying the PS Five at launch." If they didn't have a solid lineup of exclusives, they should have waited more to launch the console. Damn, console should have been delayed so they could have exclusives for you. Uh, Next show says, remember when you bought a next-gen system for new exclusive games? It's gone the way of the dodo. The dodo. The dodo. That's for showdown. (laughs) Next show says, lame. Next troll says, this is garbage. Uh, another troll says, I wonder what all the Sony people who were shitting on Xbox for the cross-gen approach have to say now. Yeah, I will say, the people who are upset are definitely the people who got humbled. A lot of people who are giving Microsoft shit for saying Halo will be cross-gen, yada, yada, yada. Um, nah, they're, they're, they're kind of they eating their words right now. <laughs> Microsoft came out way ahead of time and said that for the first few years of the Series X, they're not going to have Series X exclusives. Yeah, exactly. But they told people what to expect from the get-go, so this Halo news shouldn't have shocked anybody. Yeah, but, but the PlayStation people still jumped on it and were like, oh, your game's going to be yeah. last-gen. That means it's not going to be good. And it's like, wait a second, what about, what about Miles Morales? It's like, Oh yeah. Wait, wait a second. Oh wait, you know what? That, that's it's different. <laughs> that's that's Sony's fault. And, and in fact, I'm gonna look into legal legal grounds to sue them on it. <laughs> I think the thing that people are missing is another comment within that interview with the comment that they already take out of context, where Sony said they're going to keep supporting the PS4 and they're also going to support the PS5 with exclusives, which they're doing at launch because there are PS5 exclusives and then there are cross-gen exclusives. Yeah, I believe both, we also said, both uh, things are true, so they didn't lie to anybody or mislead anyone. 
Yeah, I think they said. I think Sackboy was another one of those games that's going to be cross-gen, which once again mm-hmm. makes sense. Sackboy, a game that appeals to uh, younger and older audiences, so why not make that available to everybody? Exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, Sony's not lying to anybody. It's just people ran with their imaginations, and now that reality is slowly coming together, it's not matching their picture of what they thought it would be, so they're calling shenanigans, which is dumb. Yeah. Anyway, next troll says, damn, quite an about face. Mouth breathing fanboys caught with their pants down. I'll play <laughs> I'll play these games when they're six ninety-eight on Steam. Uh. <laughs> next troll says, so definitely no need for a PS5 then. They they saw all those games and were like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> next troll says, last cross or lost cross gen cuckery. <laughs> Oh, now you cucks. Cucking out. Cucking out that cross gen. At that cuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, next troll says, but Sony believes in generations. Oh. Well, I'll wait for it on, P- on PC. Oh. Next troll, I am almost feel bad piling on. Best to just sit back and watch the meltdown. Oh. And the final troll says, it was a good show for gamers. But a bad one for fanboys. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's my favorite comment because that that's the one where I'm like, yeah, that's that sums it all up right there. Because <laughs> like I watched it and I was like, oh hell yeah, all these great games coming out, and then I went online and I was like, oh, all these fanboys are pissed off. <laughs> yeah. so, whatever. <laughs> Console wars never end, my friend. Yeah. Well, now it's like, it's a console war with your own country. <laughs> it's an insurrection, if you will. Yeah. You promised just, us. <laughs> there's just nothing people can agree on anymore. Yeah. I remember when we used to come together around games. Celebrate. <laughs> yeah, it's but, sad. But whatever. I mean, we're past it now. The console will be out. We're... There are a lot of people, as I said, there are a lot of people who are humbled in this process. There are the people who believe that the consoles wouldn't come out this year. Well, yep. confirmed. So mm-hmm. COVID didn't ruin that. We see the consoles. We actually saw the consoles, and now we got the dates confirmed. So you know they're coming out. They're going to be out in the wild. People um, believe that they couldn't be $500 or less. Yeah. It ended up happening. Yep. And then there's obviously all those hardware exclusive non-cross-gen haters and Mm -hmm. uh all those people got humbled because if they want to play some of their favorite games they might have to you know play a game that was also available on the ps4 oh no (laughs) oh no (laughs) so yeah um i mean ultimately you look at that conference i thought it was a winner um that as we mentioned the uh was it the playstation collection being one of the biggest news we didn't even get into because we i mean we've seen gameplay of other games but easily the um the game that i walked away with from this conference that i I'm it's like no uh death loop <laughs> is the one yeah, Deathloop was, was, yeah no, death loop was like it's the absolute shit i cannot wait to get my hands on that game so you're a death loop guy huh yeah oh, yeah it looks like it looks like it's doing something different while also being a first person shooter like and it just even 
down to like the character the the tone of the game it's like right where i want it to be and so um and and you also you got to support it because they got a, a person of color as the lead so it has, it has it's checking a lot of the boxes for me um you gotta so yeah, vote with your dollars i'll see yeah. and it's uh was it made by the people who did dishonored um, yes yeah so i mean it looks like a, a really dope game that has a different feel for what you would normally expect from a, a typical first-person shooter game. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on there that is right up AMC's alley. So, yeah, this this conference is the show. AMC, you, you got any more headlines? Yes. We'll get into August NPD. D, what, D, what, D, what, D. what, what, what? Okay, so let's get right into this. The top 20 selling games in North America or in the U.S. goes to number one, Madden NFL 21. Two, UFC 4. Wait, didn't, didn't Madden review bad? No, I thought nobody wanted it. I thought it was the Did same nobody game. Nobody wanted it? Wasn't this wasn't this the wake up call for EA to fix the franchise? When uh, I thought when um, was it when Microsoft announced that EA Play would be coming to Game Pass and people were like, oh, like I don't play any EA games. Who plays EA games? Why is Madden number one on the list? Why is everybody buying Madden? Mm. <laughs> but if if that wasn't enough to to show that people are supporting EA, number two, a game that had advertisements in it. UFC four, <laughs> <laughs> number two, number two. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, because people hate Activision, number three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh Jesus! So number four, uh, dropping down on the list, but still on the list, selling well. Ghost of Tsushima, number five, uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, number six, because nobody wanted it. A dub, Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> oh man. Still selling well. Uh, all, all the soccer moms staying tight. <laughs> exactly. Seven, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe still selling. Eight, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate still selling. Nine, Paper Mario the Origami King on the list. Ten, Nintendo just killing it right now. <laughs> Ten, Mortal Kombat 11. And what was it? Mortal Kombat X is in that PlayStation collection, I believe. Exactly. So you can get your get your toe wet, get your toe cut off, yeah. whatever you need. <laughs> uh, Eleven, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild on still selling. Twelve, Last of Us Part Two still selling. Still selling. Thirteen, still hate. Yeah, Minecraft PlayStation Four Edition. Oh, is, is Minecraft Dungeons on the list? No, no, it's not on the list. Oh, boo. <laughs> Number four, PGA Tour 2K21. 15, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe still selling. 16, Bros. Super Mario Party still selling. Damn. Uh, 17, still selling. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. 18, Super Mario Odyssey. 19 back on the list final fantasy 7 remake and 20 luigi's mansion 3 no uh, grand theft auto 5 no grand theft auto 5 he a great observation huh. no grand theft auto 5 finally off of the list either games are selling really well <laughs> or grand theft auto 5 is slowing down <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right, so Madden NFL 20, some news here. Madden NFL 21 was the best-selling title of August with double-digit percentage dollar sales growth when compared to the release month uh, release month of Madden NFL 20. So more people... So wait, it's worse, it's worse than the last one, but it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, double-digits double better. Um, 
On me DD cards. <laughs> uh, this is the 21st consecutive year that a Madden NFL franchise release has the best-selling game in its release month. Madden NFL is the best-selling sports and third best-selling overall video game franchise in U.S. history. So they put out the same game every year. <laughs> best-seller. Best-seller, exactly. I, I hate to be that guy. I hate to say I told you so, but... It, it's gonna sell as much as it always sells. Nothing, nothing learned, nothing gained, and the world keeps spinning. They'll get their their glowing review on the next Madden when they make more changes than they normally do, and everybody will be back to normal. Exactly. Uh, UFC four. UFC four was the second best selling game of the month, setting a new franchise launch month sales record for an electronics arts published UFC title. <laughs> Had advertisements. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake returned to the top 20 best-selling titles chart, 19, in August after finishing 41st in July. The the title was featured at a discounted price digitally on the PlayStation Store. So people hopped on that. Um, Good for them. Fucking good game from what I hear. Uh, Mm -hmm. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild ranked as the sixth best-selling title on Nintendo Switch in August. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has ranked among the ten, the top ten bestsellers on Switch every month since its March 2017 launch, a period of 42 consecutive months, never placing lower than seventh. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the tenth best-selling game released on Nintendo platforms in U.S. tracked history. Mm. So just continues to kill it. Also, what what about this game A dub is in common with everything that we've been talking about? Cross gen title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Best selling game so far of twenty twenty. Number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number two, Animal Crossing's New Horizon. There number, it is. number three, Last of Us Part Two. Number four, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Number five, Ghost of Tsushima. Just Console exclusive, console exclusive, console exclusive. Number six, Madden NFL 21. So debuted. Multi-platform. Yeah. (laughs) Seven, still holding on. Hopefully I'll make it out the entire year. Number seven, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. There it is. Number eight, MLB The Show. Number nine, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And number 10, Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm. And I'll run through the top five on each individual console. Xbox One, number one, Madden, number two, Call of Duty, number three, UFC 4, four uh, Forza Horizon 4, five, Minecraft. PlayStation 4, number one, Madden, uh, two, Ghost of Tsushima, three, UFC, four, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, five, Last of Us Part says one, but I'm going to say two. Um, <laughs> Nintendo Switch, number one. <laughs> Who knows, man? That original Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That remaster after people got <laughs> upset with The Last of Us 2. They probably went out and bought the first one in droves to vote with their dollars. Exactly. Uh, Nintendo Switch, number one. Animal Crossing New Horizon, two. Ring Fit Adventure, three. three Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, four. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, five. Paper Mario Origami King. Uh, last one here, hardware. Hardware spending increased 37% in August 2020 when compared to a year ago to $229 million. Nintendo Switch set a new U.S. August hardware dollar sales record, besting the August 2008 dollar sales of the Nintendo Wii. Nintendo Switch unit sales volume more than doubled than co- when compared to a year ago. 
So that's interesting. We're seeing that console sales still going up, even with the uh, the fact that we have um, PlayStation Five or next gen consoles announced. And I mean, this obviously would have been before that, but getting close to the announcement of the launch of the new consoles, and yet hardware is still going up as far as spending, which is a good sign. Um, and once again, it shows it's why you support the previous generation and don't just cut them off because people are still buying those consoles, so why not continue to give them games to buy on that console? Exactly. There's still software to move, buddy. You gotta yeah. get that money. I mean, how many PlayStation 4s are out in the out in the wild right now? Over 100 million. Yeah, so why not put out a game or two on there every now and then? <laughs> That's a massive audience to just stop serving cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got anything else, A-Dub, before we call it a day? I'm tapped out, homie. Any final words before we get out of here? I mean, the good times are upon us. We're getting the original PlayStation launch vibes, like... Final Fantasy 16 exclusive PS5. Oh my god, it's getting crazy, son. Demon Souls looks amazing. Miles Morales looks incredible. You know, we're gonna see more of Horizon at some point. There's just so much to enjoy, and it looks like people are enjoying it if the sales data is any indicator. People are out there buying stuff. People are out there playing stuff. Oh, just a quick story. Just a quick hit. CD Projekt Red said that Cyberpunk is shorter than Witcher 3 because they looked, <laughs> at the, they looked at the data and they saw that most of the people who played The Witcher didn't even finish it. That makes sense. Yeah, they said. <laughs> I, mean, I feel kind of bad because I contributed to that stat, but I, it's not because the game was too long. It's just that the game didn't connect with me. I just got to, I got to a point and I I didn't care along the entire journey and eventually it was just like I'm I gotta play something else. Yeah, for me it was uh, one of those things where it actually did contribute. I wouldn't say it was a, the main contributing factor, but it was part of the equation as far as um, a part of what you said. I wasn't necessarily connecting with the game, and I remember at one point I zoomed out the map and just saw how huge it was and i was like yeah there's there's no way i'm a game that like i kind of like i'm gonna put that much work into um and so yeah that that if anything contributed to me hopping off of that game and i also believe too that that was even witcher 3 it was around that time when people were all about bigger maps Mm -hmm. fill the maps Big maps, huge maps, Big huge, map, more stuff. <laughs> huge open world games that I pay sixty dollars and put five hundred hours into. Um, yeah, it was more fights, unicorn sex. Yeah, <laughs> so it was it was of that time, and so I could see them just looking at it and being like, "We put all this work into this, and people didn't even appreciate half of the content." So you know what? Like, why are we? Why not just? polish what we have and make it so fine-tuned as opposed to just adding more shit (laughs) yeah and i definitely appreciate that approach hopefully it's not a noticeable drop-off in content just insofar as i still want to feel like i played through a journey with cyberpunk but i don't want to feel like you know by the time i see the credits i've done everything there is to do in the game i would still like some meat on the bone to you know to encourage a replay, make different decisions, go in different places, have a different origin story. The origin stories are varied enough for me to think that I'd want to play through the game three times, but I would like, I would like there to be stuff that even if I did play through it multiple times, I still haven't seen. 
It's more like like I like the meat, but don't cut off the gristle. I want that yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> <Love that grip. laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> this is control is at the AKC. And this is a We are control. Thank you. Suckers. Suckers.